Thanks for joining us for this sixth edition of the Great Expectations Podcast. My name is Mr. Cavey, and we're coming to you live from Surrey, BC, Canada. You're about to hear from actual eighth grade students as they discuss their reading this week. Our learning target says, I can think creatively, critically, and reflectively to explore ideas within, between, and beyond texts. Stay tuned for some great book reviews. Hello, my name is Megan, and today I... Brody. Okay, today I read the book called Crazy Dangerous, written by Angie Clavin. Today I read 24 pages, and I finished the book, and I've been reading this book for about two months. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I would rate this book a five because the ending was great and unexpected and there was so much suspense. The name of the protagonist in this book is Sam Hopkins. He is a true hero who was spoken to by God. In today's reading, Sam had a car chase with the police because he was trying to get to the stadium. Sam got into the car with all the bombs in it and drove it into the lake. And Sam was on a run when he was greeted by a supposed angel. One connection I can make to this book is when you feel like you see something, but it's not really there. <laughs> um, this book is unlike any other movie or book I've seen or read. And when I think about this book, I feel like the ending was very good. I feel like the ending was a bit rushed, though. I think about terrorists and killings. I think about how the author must have had to think really hard about the storyline. And I think about how the story is really unique. So that is my independent reading reflection on Crazy Dangerous. Thank you for listening. Hello, my name is Jeremiah. Today I read Alex Ryder, written by Anthony Horwitz. I read approximately 25 pages, and I've been reading this book for three weeks. I read this book a four because it was really well put together, and the events were very interesting to read. The name of the protagonist is Alex Ryder. He is a secret agent slash spy that is a very interesting character to read about. In today's reading, a man named Crowley called Alex to go to coffee to see his uncle's paperwork, but Alex felt an unusual tone in his voice. So when he got there, when he got to the office the next day, he saw that Crowley's room was right beside his uncle's room, and um, then suddenly Crowley left for a phone call, and Alex was trying to get inside his uncle's office. When Crowley came back, he shot Alex with a... With a, he shot him with a not a bullet but a tasering substance where it it is it's a taser where it knocks him down and he fell unconscious unconscious. One one connection that I can make from this book is that there's a game called Apex that there's guns that aren't shooting guns they are guns that taser and knock the person down. It's kind of like a taser but it is not used as that such. A teaser used for. When I think about this book, book I feel bad for because I feel bad for Alex because he lost his uncle. I feel bad for him because he's going through all this grief. I hope that next next chapter he will be over his grief and that he. We'll have an, he'll, he'll just have a good next chapter. I felt very enthusiastic while reading this chapter of this book. I'm excited for what happens next, and I hope to introduce 
new characters. Thank you. I'm Izzy, and today I read Insurgent. It's by Veronica Roth. I read 87 pages, and I've been reading this book for about 30 minutes. Um, five, I would read this book of five because it's my favorite series of books. The name of the main character is Trish, and she's strong-willed with a lot of painful events, and she's very independent. In today's reading, Trish and the annotation, not annotation, and Amity group went to Amity headquarters, and the abnegation group went to Amity headquarters. Trish and Peter got into a fight, and Trish had to have the pea serum injected into her, which made her kind of high. Ariadne is in Amity, and Trish and Flora and the rest are running for their lives. I would relate this book with The Giver because they are in utopian to dystopian societies, where if you're different, you're an outcast and can be killed. When I think about this book, I feel bad for Trish because she didn't ask to be divergent. She was just divergent. I think they will go outside of the fence and find a civilization. I really hope that Peter dies, since Trish, all he does is cause trouble. I wonder what will happen with Trish and Tobias. Like, will they break up, stay together, or will one of them die? Um, I feel about these events. I feel, um, I feel very sad because Trish doesn't really deserve this life. And I just, yeah, that's pretty much it. The end. Hello, my name is Sam. Today I read No Passengers Beyond This Point, written by Jennifer Tolkien. I don't know how to say that. I read approximately 29 pages. I've been reading this book for approximately 45 minutes. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I'll rate this book as a three because it's not very interesting right now. But there, it feels like there's something ominous that makes you want to find out what happens. Um, the name of the protagonists in this book are India, Finn, and Mouse. They're siblings that almost never get along, though India is the one that's mostly mean. Though, In today's reading, the three siblings went to the airport to get on a plane to go to their uncle's house um, where they were going to live while their mom got more money for them. Um, when they were going through security, they got stopped because Mouse, the youngest sibling, had brought stuff to do science experiments like make a fake volcano and stuff like that. So they had to, and they were talking about, and she was talking about how it was she had explosives in her suitcase, so yeah. And then when they got to the airport in Denver, there was like nobody there, and it was kind of weird. Yeah. And then one connection I can make to this book is to the book that I was reading before, The Wanderer, because at the start of reading it, it was really boring, but I felt like there was something bigger going on and that something was going to happen later on. Oh, it's cold. Um, when I think about this book, I feel bad for the kids because they're in a very bad situation because their dad died and their mom can't support them, so yeah. I also feel bad for the kids' moms because her husband died and she couldn't, could not get a good enough job to support her family. And then she had to send her kids off to their uncle's house and the uncle that they had 
almost never met before. They only met him once, and they don't remember him. And to stay with her uncle, I mean, with her um, uh, brother, yeah, to finish her school year, yeah. Hi, my name is Ashley, and today I read the book Specials, written by Scott Westerfield. I read approximately 50 pages, and I've only started this book today. So I've been reading this book for about 1 hour and 15 minutes. If 1 is terrible and 5 is incredibly awesome, I would rate this book at a 2. Because the story was really, really confusing, and I didn't really get the book. Also, in my opinion, the book was like all over the place and hard to understand. I would still give it a 2, though, because there was a lot of action in this book so far, and there were some interesting scenes, even though it was confusing. The name of the protagonist in this book is Tally Youngblood. She is a really pretty, fast, strong, and logical girl. She is part of the group specials who fight and play tricks on the other groups, like the Uglies, Pretties, and Smokies. In today's reading, Tally and her group of specials goes to Bash and Ugly's party and sees a smoky handing pills that can permanently mess you up. She tries to knock her out and turn her into a clueless bobblehead, but the smoky ends up running away and Tally can't do anything about it. Later on, she wants to get revenge on her ex-boyfriend David, who is also the leader of the Smokies. But then it doesn't work so well and gets the boss of the specials captured as well. One connection I can make with this book to another book is the different groups of people and the kind of like districts. I can connect with the book, uh, both the book Diversion and Hunger Games, because in those books they have different districts and they all get treated differently because of those districts. When I think about this book, I think it's cruel to inject them and make them turn into someone they are not like lab rats. I felt really confused when reading this book at first, because I've never read the series before. I think it's kind of sad that everyone got just put into these districts randomly. I wonder who actually has the authority to do all this and put everyone in those districts. I predict that in the next chapter, Tally is also going to get captured and also get tortured as well by the Smokies. Hello, my name is Leo. Uh, today I read The Long Way Home, written by Andrew Clavan. I read approximately 15 pages. I've been reading this book for about one week. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I would rate this book at a four because it is fairly interesting. The name of the protagonist in this book is called Charlie West. He is a high school student framed for a murder and is now on the run. In today's reading, Charlie went to a library to rest after a bit after running all day. Uh, there was a killer in the washroom intended to kill him. They fought and Charlie barely escaped. One connection I can make with this book is with a book I read called Framed. Um, because they both have kids who are running from the police because they were framed for a certain crime. When I think about this book, I wonder why Charlie was on the run. I think of how he noticed the man in time to run. I feel that he is braved and all collapsed in fear. I hope that he can find the answer to the murder and I hope that he can re-enter society.
Hello, my name is Leonardo. Today I read Alex Ryder, Point Blank, written by Anthony Horowitz. I read approximately 18 pages. I've been reading this book for about three days. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I'll rate this book a three, because it is really intriguing and interesting and keeps you entertained throughout the whole book, and is full of action and suspense that is great. The name of the protagonist in this book is Alex Ryder. He is an average schoolboy that loves to solve mysteries, except that his parents died in an accident, and now he is a secret agent for the MI6 and is replacing his uncle after he died in a mission. In today's reading, three unique events that occurred during today's reading was that he was able to get control of the crane and use it to lift the boat. And the second unique event is that he was able to catch them and bring them to the police station. And the last unique event is that now he is in custody for almost killing an innocent citizen when he was trying to um, save the his community from the drug dealers. One connection I can make with this book is that I used to love playing spies and getting pe- people in trouble for doing something bad and deserving justice. How is this book like any other book you've read or movie? I can relate this book to a movie I watched called The Mechanic that is a spy that gets paid for killing others and making sure that there are no witnesses. When I think about this book, I can relate this to a time where my boat has been flipped when I was in a lake and I fell and injured myself like the drug dealers in the story. How do I feel about these events? We're going to predict the story will go on from here. I think from here on out, Alex will be in lots of trouble and will not be sentenced and then he will be again registered for the MI6 to pay off the debt that he, deser- that he deserved for doing the actions that he did and destroying the police station and he will be met with the assassin that has been killing many people throughout his community and he will teach the assassin a lesson and not to mess with his country and his people. So hello, my name is Jeremy Nip, and today I read Divergent, which is written by Veronica Roth. Today I read approximately 65 pages and I've been reading this book for about four weeks. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I would rate this book at four because it isn't starting to get to the action yet. It just started the second part of the rising action. Trish is starting to make connections to the people in the Dauntless faction. The P, the name of the protagonist in this book is Trish. She is starting to make connections with a few people in the book, and she has also made a relationship with four. Trish had finished the burial of Al, and he had committed suicide. Tris and Four had gone down to the chasm and did their simulation test, and then Four had kissed her. Wow. And, uh, I cannot read, sir. Okay, after that, Eric had interrogated Tris about leaving the faction by herself, and Four had come to her defense, but hadn't spilled anything, and then Tris had kissed him. Wow, sir. Okay, one connection I can make with this book is that I felt anger towards my family sometimes and not wanted to be with them, just like Tris. Okay, when I read about this book, I feel that Tris is getting to know the faction better and better. I feel that Tris isn't scared much by much if she knows what is coming. I feel that when she went into the simulation, she had gotten a bit scared because she hadn't known what was coming. I think for or his name is Tobias, had already liked Tris for a long time, and I think that the interrogation that Eric had made was an important event that would link to the climax of the story. Hello, my name
name is Rochelle, and today I read The Maze Runner by James Dashner. I read uh, 27 pages today, but 148 total. I've been reading this book for about, like, two months now, I think. And this is uh, about my seventh time, I believe, reading it. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I rate this book a four because in today's reading is actually one of my favorites, along with the fact... That, um, that, you know, rising action, climax, and everything, it all leads to each other. So every reading should be more interesting, and this one has had the most juice, in my opinion. The name of the protagonist in this book is Thomas. He is a 16-year-old boy who is a newbie to the, um, to the new, um, like, glader area that they are in. In today's reading... In today's reading, Thomas and Mino had to separate, so they were in the maze together. <laughs> but but Thomas and Mino had to separate because they could hear a griever coming. Then Thomas didn't want to leave Albie, who was the third person who was there. So instead, he he, um, tied, used some vines and tied himself and Albie on the wall 30 feet in the air, which took all of his strength and determination. Uh, Then the third thing that happened is, uh, then as, um, you know, as the chase began and went through, in the end, they ended up getting four grievers to go into this, like, whole thing uh, in which the whole leads to emptiness and nothingness. And the, the whole, the four grievers went to the hole and then were never found again. And they couldn't see them go down. It's just like they magically disappeared. One connection I can make with this book is that uh, they are the first ones to survive during the night with grievers and everything. No one's ever done it before. And this is like the I Survive series because they survive something traumatic. Uh, when I think about uh, making personal connections um, with this book and like what I think is going to happen and everything, um, one, I think that when they get back, everyone's going to be super surprised. I mean, that one's kind of obvious, but yeah, I think that Mino and Thomas will be thought of as superheroes or like special people or like famous being like, oh, they survived the grief or they're the first ones ever to do that. Um, I think that Mino and Thomas will be the new leaders because Mino's is already pretty much one, and Albie was one of them as well. But I think that Albie might make Thomas in this place because, Al- like, Thomas is the real reason Albie even survived during the night and the grievers and everything. I think that Albie, we don't know yet. I don't, I don't know yet if Albie has survived because they're walking back to him as this reading ended. But, you know, I, I think that... He- I think that Albie will survive and that he might end up turning in the end. Also, I think that the girl will wake up between like the next few chapters. And yeah, thank you for listening. This has been Rochelle. Uh, so my name's Zach. Um, today I read The Scorch Trial. Uh, it was written by James Dashner. I read approximately like 25 pages today, and I've been reading this book for like two months, but I only read it to school, so it takes a while. If I were to rate this book out of five, I'd rate it a 4.5. Because it's like, I really love how the story's unfolding. And it's like a movie in my head. Uh, the main protagonist in this book, his name's Thomas. Uh, he's a cool, think, quicking runner in the glade. He doesn't remember much from his old life, but he remembers what he needs to do to protect him from, to protect his group and his friends.
uh, when I read today, uh, they continued their journey through the hot, scorching desert, almost near, and they're almost near the town. They found an old man, and they talked to him, but he barely knew anything, only saying a few key words. The man talked about a storm, and a storm started to happen. But there wasn't rain. It was just a ton of wind and lightning everywhere. A connection I can make to this book is like when in school we watched this movie called Ben Hur. It's like ancient old times, and there's a lot of sand everywhere and like dry. And that's what I imagine this like. Uh, when I think, well, here's some I can statements about what I or I statements about it. Uh, I hate the hot, and I probably would have already died from it being hot. I don't think I would have slept well on the sand. Uh, I wouldn't have trusted the random old man because the wicked group seems to be throwing a bunch of stuff at them, and the old man just doesn't seem trustworthy. Uh, I feel like that bit of chill at the night would have felt really good after it being really hot, and I would have freaked out if lightning hit right in front of me. And I think he should have died from that, but he didn't because he's the main character, and they wouldn't just kill him off from that. Yeah, okay, thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Gabriel. Today I read H2O by Virginia Bergens. I read approximately 20 pages. I've been reading this book for about four weeks. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I would read this book at four because it's confusing at some points when reading and is sometimes there's sometimes too much detail. The name of the protagonist in this book is Ruby, and she is a teenager and is really rude and doesn't like to do anything. In today's reading, Ruby is trying to figure out where she is as if she is in a dream, she keeps hearing weird noises and is confused to the point where she uh, broke down. Ro- Ruby is also feeling pain because she keeps having flashbacks of her friends being dead. Um, one connection I can make with this book is that it is like a dream that you feel is real but isn't. This book is like almost every other book that I've or movie that I've read because I like reading sci-fi and reading sci-fi and watching sci-fi movies. When I think about this book, I think about what would happen to the world if this actually were to happen and the world collapsed completely. I would think that this book could be better if it was more straightforward instead of describing everything in the picture. From here, I think that the story will turn around and she will find someone else that is alive so that they can make it through these hard times. I feel like these events are actually pretty good, but they need to have more action instead of the whole book moving so slow. So yeah, thanks for listening. Hello, my name is number 22, and today I read The Corruptible, written by Mark Mainhair. I read approximately this week, 44 pages, and I've been reading this book for around a month now. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I would rate this book at a solid four. Because the book isn't boring, it just has too much character development. What makes it really slow, and in my opinion, between characters that aren't really important in the plot at all. Other than that, the story is okay. The name of the protagonist's book is Ray Quinn. He is a retired ex-cop who's a private investigator with a troubled past, as he lost his wife a year ago. In the book, he has a tough mission, which is to find a killer. He's a mentor or a teacher to the side character Previs. I'm sorry if you hear any background noise, by the way. He used to be an alcoholic due to pain from him having a lot of actual a lot of pain in many certain parts that I didn't expect. 
In today's reading, we have this argument between Ray Quinn and Oscar on which if the original suspect was even a murderer at all. Secondly, we have another meeting with the man who needs his important credentials back. And we now know that this book has a few days, or what I mean by that is in the plot, the protagonist has a few days to find the killer, or else he will be replaced. Lastly, we know that Ray Quinn meets Katie, who is the original suspect to, who says that she killed the person of interest called Logan. We know that Rayquin is a bit crazy, as she herself believes that, and is right now in the mental hospital. One connection I can make with this book is the book called Assassination Classroom. Now, in Assassination Classroom, the main character and his favorite, his best friend, also the side, sorry, side character, has a bit of a tough situation to either kill the teacher or not. Now, before you say anything, this, the teacher is actually kind of an alien. If you've seen it, you understand why. Other than that, both of them have to fight against each other to graduate for the second term. Other than that, this relates with our book as Oscar and Ray Quinn are great friends. That's really it, to be honest. And the tough situation would be that they have to find the murderer. When I think about this book, I like how the book is really long as it's A, really fun to read and be quite a good time waster. As well, what I dislike though is that it's getting too long. This is actually quite long for me as it has around 300 to 400 pages, in which I'm a slow reader that reads around 20 pages for a reflection, excluding this one. When I think about the book author is that this book is apparently another installment. Apparently, there was another book that talks about more of Ray Quinn, but other than that, I can understand the book pretty well. I felt that this book has no real story to understand, as I'm sure no one has a murder situation. I believe that this Ray Qu Quinn character has a choked past, as it's kind of odd Ray Quinn still likes fighting against others, as he isn't. Sorry about that. As he isn't risking himself. As it's odd as we know that he wants to keep being a private investigator, even though he's damaging his own self. Hello, I am student number 23. Today I read The Book Thief, written by Marcus Zusak. I read approximately 65 pages, and I've been reading this book for about half an hour. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I would rate this book at a three so far because I did not read enough of this book for me to understand the whole context. Although I did watch the movie previously, so I have a vague idea. The name of the protagonist in this book is Lysol. She is a young girl who lived during the time of Hitler. She is the book thief and she is from the lower class. Her mother sent her to a foster home because they couldn't afford her and her mother's frail health didn't help. In today's reading, we got introduced to most of the characters. We learned that on the way to Lysol and her brother's new foster home, her brother dies. When they reach um, a cemetery, some grave dig diggers, um, were there and one of the grave diggers drops a book which Lizel takes. Lizel meets her vulgar foster mother and sweet foster father. The narrative sounds like an omniscient third person being. They mention carrying souls onto the conveyor belt towards eternity. For her perhaps a god or a grim reaper like character. Lizel also meets 
ready. One connection I can make with this book is Anne Frank's diary. They both talk about the Hitler times, although one is fictional and one is non-fictional. I can connect both of them in a way because they are both around the same age. They're talking about the same time periods and around the same difficulties. It also talks about the use of books in education and how important they are in both stories. When I think about this book, I think about World War II and about the horrors they had to go through. I also think about the racial discrimination. One of the lines that were in the book was something like, you have blonde hair and blue eyes so you are safe, which sounded quite terrifying because you did not have control over your hair and eye colors. This made me think about the racial discrimination that people had to endure in that time and made me become more aware about racial discrimination in my community. Another thing that stood out to me was when they said that to enter a shop you have to hail Hitler in order for the store clerk to allow you to buy things, which sounds ridiculous, was, but was probably the reality that those people of that time had to deal with. Um, I would probably finish reading this book because it sounds intriguing, and yeah, thank you for listening. Everybody, uh, my name's Jacob, and today I read The Hunger Games, written by Susan Collins. I read approximately 25 pages. I've been reading this book for about eight weeks. <clears throat> if one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I'll read this book at a four out of five because it's kind of it's slow, but it's good at the same time and it's interesting. The <clears throat> the protagonist in this book is Katniss Everdeen. She's a person in the Hunger Games. She's determined to win it. Today's reading, the first time that happened was Candace found a really hurt and person looked like they're about to die. Their name was Foxface. The second event was Katniss kept getting blasted and hurt by like this force. Third event was Rue went missing. One connection with this book is I can connect through like when Rue went missing because one time I thought my cat was missing, but my cat was just like hidden underneath the couch. Um. I think about this book, I think that the book is like, the book is pretty slow and I wish it was more fast paced. I also think that the author uses really good descriptive words, so that's kind of what like, like makes it good for me, because it's kind of slow and I like faster books. Uh, I felt that like, the section I read there was probably like one of the most boring sections of the book, because nothing that much really happens. And I also felt that like, Katniss is gonna is gonna get betrayed by someone one time because like she seems to be a bit too loyal to people so I think like she's gonna like truce with someone and then she's just gonna get stabbed in the back. Uh, thanks for listening to my reading reflection and hope you all have a good day. Keep full sending for boys. Hello, my name is Moses. Today I read Alex Ryder's Scorpionizing by Anthony Davis. Ah, oh, Horowitz. Um, I read approximately seven pages, and I've been reading this book for about one day. If one is terrible and five is incredibly, incredibly amazing, I'd rate this book at one because it has a lot of dialogue and no action. The name of the protagonist in this book is Alex Ryder. He is a young... Uh, he, he, he is a young 
boy that was forced into a life of being inspired by M14. He is fo currently 14 years old. In today's reading, I read about how Fontaine moved to Cairo to hide away and to become unseen. He then debates about whether or not to have plastic surgery because he is hiding away from Scorpia. One connection I make with this book is um, that this novel... Oh, oh, first of all, this novel also reminds me of... Oh, sorry. This novel also reminds me of the Hardy Boys because they are both about young boys going on adventures. When I think about, book, about this book, I think about my British mom and her part of the family. And then my five I can't state uh, I statements is I think of England when I read these books I feel like this book could be a lot better if there was more parts talking with Alex Ryder, not Fontaine. I want to be more uh, I want to I want there to be more parts about Alex Ryder. I thought about this uh, I thought that this book wouldn't be so slow because of the last book was very high paced, and I need to read more pages in the next reading session. That's it for this week. Goodbye. My name is Terry. I read Laugh Out Loud today by James Patterson. I read 25 pages, and I, this is my first day reading it. I rate this book 2 out of 5 because this book is boring in the beginning because it's talking about he made, like, a company, and he's, like, a little kid. The protagonist in this book is Jimmy. He is the owner of a company, and, making, and he makes, like, books for kids. First, it told us about that he is an author and company owner. Second, he told us that he's an he is an only kid and that every kid should have a dream. Thirdly, he, he was talking about using pictures and books and is key to making it entertaining for kids. I don't have any connections with this book. I feel like these events will, will build up at the end and the comfy will be really big later on. I think that the kid will make more books and make really funny books for kids for a lot of money. I feel like these events will probably end up with the problem, and then 
you'll like solve it later on. Hello children, today, um, here's my independent reading. Okay, so my name is Demi, and today we're the score trial by James Dashman. I read approximately 18 pages, and I've been reading this book for one day. One is terrible and five is incredibly awesome. I would rate this book out of four because it has lots of action and it attracted me because there was lots of blood and I like that because it's entertaining. Brackets don't, but don't think I'm weird or anything. Brackets. The protagonist of this book is Thomas and uh, uh, he is a boy, he's brave. Loyal and he's clever and wise. In today's reading, I read about Thomas being in a camp, and he wasn't in the same camp he was in the first book, but he was in a more formal camp in fancy place with lots of people who were in the maze in the earlier book, but they were being treated like prisoners, I guess. One connection I can make with this book is me and Thomas have black hair, and we're both brave. Um, how is this? Book, like any other book you've read or seen, is similar to the games because lots of people die and it's dystopian like that. When I think about this book, I think about the first one and how mean the creatures were, like the creepers. You don't know what that is, that's basically apples that look like spiders and they're like electronic stuff type stuff, and yeah. Um, okay, so. And I think about how the book is similar to The Hunger Games, and I also think about Thomas, which is the main character. How do you feel about these events? I feel like Thomas will get killed in the next book. I think Thomas is going to get killed. I think Thomas will have a kid in the next book for some reason. Uh, I think Thomas will have a girlfriend. And I think Thomas is going to get his name changed for some reason. Alright, thanks for listening. Alright. Goodbye. Hi, hello. My name is Nolan. Today I read The Red Pyramid, written by Rick Riordan. I read approximately 33 pages, and I've been reading this for 10 weeks, but only one day a week. If one is incredibly... Is t- if one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I'd give this book a four because it has a good amount of action and it keeps you guessing and like the plot is not just super easy to know. Uh, it, okay. The name of the protagonists in this book are Carter and Sadie Kane. They are brother and sister both, and they both are a teenager. Carter is the older one and he is a bo- the boy with dark skin and Sadie is the younger one with light skin and a highlighted red hair. In today's reading... Uh, Carter du- dueled Sadie, but they, but then the duel got interrupted halfway through. From someone from the House of Life, I'm informed at Zia that Iskander died and that Dejardans is now in charge of the House of Life. And they had to run because Dans would execute them right away. And Z- uh, Sadie had the idea to go to Paris because that's where the other o- obelisk is there. 
But when they were leaving, they met another magician on the way, and they had to duel him, and they barely escaped. And then when they went to Paris, they met Bast. One connection I can make with this book is with another book, Percy Jackson. I connect this book to that one because they have similar writing styles, and they are both about ancient mythology. When I, when I think about this book, I... I feel like Dejan Jans is actually the host of Sed and they will have to battle him. I also think that they will have to go with Bast to the 12th gnome, Dejan Jans' headquarters, and they'll find Amos, Amos capture there. They will free him and he'll tell them about Sed's plan. Then they'll confront Sep to stop him destroying the world. I think that they will win in the end and the house will pardon them for being got, for being connected to the gods. And then they'll get their parents and, they, and it's all good in the end. That was my reflection on the Red Pyramid. Hello, my name is Evan, and today with Fortnite Battle Royale uh, Turtle Top Secret Secret Gamer Guides, written by Secret Gamer Guides. I read approximately one to twenty-eight minutes, one to twenty pages, twenty one to twenty-eight pages. I've been reading this book about forty-five minutes today. If one to five is incredible, I would rate this a five because this book could help me with game with the game on my iPad at home. And can give me advice. The name I couldn't. I didn't really have a novel, so it was mostly just a guide book of gaming. So I couldn't really name a protagonist. And in today's reading, something that happened today, something that I learned from this um, guide was that to make sure to be very quiet whenever you are playing. It's also about skill and takes time. When you are building, make sure. To build at the right time. Those are the three statements. One connection I can make with the book is the game. The book is exactly like the game because the book just gives you some feedback on what to do whenever I'm in danger in the game or whenever I don't know how to build. When I think about this book, I feel like that the book is a good book, but I would strongly recommend someone make a novel about Fortnite. I thought the writer of this book put so much emotion in this book and really wants to tell you tips about Fortnite. I predict that there will be books about Season 7 Fortnite book. I hope they make a tip book for Season 7 Fortnite. I wish they could make a table of contents shorter also. student number four today i read monday's not coming written by tiffany d jackson i read approximately 38 pages and i've been reading this book for about two days i would rate this book a five out of five the plot is very clear and easy to follow along in today's reading claudia talks with one of the teachers and they discover that her best friend monday was never sick claudia and michael see monday's library book history and discover she was looking at books about child abuse they realized that she was in trouble and she thought that the government would see it Claudia sneaks into Monday's house and finds her sister, April, when her mom comes home, and April leaves her house. One connection I can make with this book is when no one knows where a student is. I think Claudia knows that Monday was already suspicious before they found the breadcrumbs from the library visit. I predict Monday's mom is going to stop April and Claudia from talking. <clears throat> I thought Claudia was going to get caught, and I feel bad for Claudia because she has no school friends.
You just heard from 22 eighth graders about the books they're reading and the connections they're making. Today, we are missing four students to family travels and one to illness, unfortunately. So 22 out of 23 is probably our highest participation rate to date. We're actually getting better at this recording and uploading business. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please let me know at MrKV on Twitter. And I want to say thank you so much for listening to the Great Expectations podcast. It's something that I'm really enjoying, and I hope it's something that our students will value, not only this year, but in years to come. Again, thank you for listening. Please subscribe and make sure you don't miss an episode of the Great Expectations podcast.